0: Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline CarolineHair or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, I cannot believe that it is season five of the Waves Ministry Podcast. It has been trucking along for a hot minute now, and I am so excited, guys, to have a friend of mine, Ainsley Britton. Ainsley B, hey! Hey, girl, hey! (laughs) Guys, um, I love Ainsley B. She is so awesome, and it's easy just to talk with her in general about life and Um, I just am so glad that she's on the pod today, but I will say she is coming to Waves Girls Conference in just a few short weeks. I know. Um, She's coming November 5th and 6th, and she is going to be talking about currents you get swept up in, and I cannot wait to hear her take on that. She knows how to preach about not dating a boo-boo dude. Um, That's right. She has a book coming out on that in (laughs) August of 2022, which I cannot wait I have to give like shame, shame, shameless plug, right? Like, we yeah. were on a podcast and we were talking about life in general, and I was like, you need to make that a book. And now it's a thing, and I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> You're I- right. It was conceived on the waves ministry podcast. So that is incredible. <laughs> I
0: love it. So, um, but Ainsley, if you don't know her, y'all need to get to know her. She has her own podcast called Wild Confidence. And she is a woman that knows how to walk boldly in her faith and have confidence, not just in who she is, but in who God is. Um, she writes curriculum with Unveiled uh, Ministries and Lord, I mean, she just is all over the place speaking and preaching and teaching and living life, doing student ministry, young adults ministry. I just, I love her heart and she's gorgeous to boot. Um, She has a sweet baby bump uh, that she's having a sweet baby in January. And so Ainsley, welcome to the Waves Ministry podcast again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love everything that you do and everything that Waves stands for. So I'm always game to be involved in anything that you are doing.
0: You're so sweet, thank you. Okay, so I know that I covered like the bio side of things, but what did I not say that I forgot about you? Like, Tell us something fun about you that I didn't mention.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely covered a lot. The only other things that I would add are probably um, titles maybe, like um, I'm a wife of soon to be mom, dog mom for sure, and online mentor as well as an Enneagram coach. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love working with teens and young adults on identity and how they can, um, you know, date healthy, step into their identity as a daughter um, of the King and, uh, just really pursue their purpose and calling with confidence.
0: That's good. That's good. Okay. So we haven't gotten to do this before together, but I know that you will be taking a road trip to come see me in a few weeks and I've got yes. to know like, what is your favorite, like, I need a little pick me up. I need a jam song to get me going. Like, what is your favorite music to listen to on a road trip?
1: Okay. So previously, I think that it was like the, the 2000s, you know, throwback road trip playlist vibe. <laughs> yeah. I think that. Was recently in the pregnancy where the baby can hear things like she can react to what she's hearing and what's cracking me up is that she's reacting to Dermot Kennedy the singer (laughs) like it it is so funny so they say like whatever they react to in the womb they'll react to outside the womb so it might make her dance it might calm her down whatever she's doing in the womb she'll do out of the womb So I've really been listening to him nonstop because I think it's so cool. And I'm like trying to see like how she'll react whenever
0: she's actually born.
1: So I have to say Dermot Kennedy has been on repeat in my husband's car, in my car. I've been literally putting the phone on my belly so she can hear it better.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. I love that. I can't wait till like she's out of the womb and you can see like if she reacts. What she
1: does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's so
0: awesome. Okay, so wait. with um, with this ministry being waves, like of course we have to talk about the beach at some point, right? Um, and you've come to the Destin and Santa Rosa Beach area for forever, forever. And, yeah, and so and we have beautiful beaches. But I gotta know, like, what is the most impactful time that you've ever spent at the beach? I,
1: I want to tell you, you are so correct in saying that you have beautiful beaches because I have been to beaches in. Italy. I've been to beaches in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I've been to all kinds of beaches and all of them pale in comparison to a destined Santa Rosa area beach. I, there's nothing like how soft and powdery the sand is. So I just want to toot that horn. but I think anytime that you're or I'm on the beach with family That's probably the most impactful, not in how you think, because there's always family drama, (laughs) always, always, and and you're trapped in a house where you have to work it out. (laughs) Like you have no escape. (laughs) Yeah. You cannot leave. But I do think that there's something really great about that because it forces you to bond and it forces you to kind of uh, work through some things. And I think some of that is you know some of those memories are the most impactful because you really go from any kind of tension to uh you know watching a movie and everybody's curled up on the couch or whatever making a pallet in the living room and you have to kind of bond, and I think those are some really impactful memories I have at the beach for sure
0: that's amazing. I love that. I really love that. you know whenever I think about like all that you have done and all that you are doing like in ministry and life. Like, I know it just doesn't happen overnight. So I'm just curious, like, how does someone go about making waves?
1: Mm. I think that there's tailored uh, ways for every single person to go about making waves that's unique to them and their gifting and their calling. But I think the universal umbrella Mm -hmm. would be that every single person uses their gifting and calling as an act of worship as they go about their life and as they discover, you know, what they're really called to do, who they are. But if you are really living out this act of worship and your life is an act of worship, then you're going to be making waves because people are going to be noticing and people are going to be asking, Hey, what's this joy? What is this? What is this joy that you have? Like, you're just like soaking in it or, um, man, you just have this level of confidence that I, wish I had. What is that? And that's not anything that you're, you know, shoving down someone's throat. That's you right. living life as an act of worship. And just being like, man, you know what? Last night, every night I fell asleep watching The Chosen and I wake up reading my Bible. And that is how I end the day and start the day with Jesus. And that's really what carries me through. And that's what, you know, that's what you're noticing. And that's the kind of conversations that you can have with people where it just naturally kind of leads into this, oh, wow, you you do X, you do Y, you connect with the Lord, like you talk to him, like he talks back, you hear him. And there's just all these different ways that each individual person, I think, is blessed and anointed to make waves. And it's just about discovering what your specific one is and living life as an act of worship and just remembering the fruit of the spirit and what you are actually called to do because then all the little stuff that bothers you is so bleh. we don't care about it.
0: Right. No, it's so good. That's great. You know, and I think about what you're saying and it's like so many of us want to make an impact um, in our world and just for the kingdom too. And it's like but in order to do that and to stay consistent, I know like with like what you're saying about staying grounded in God and, and having those rhythms and that thing that makes people wonder, Um, what are some of the core values that keep you steady in making waves? Cause it's like you, anyone can go and make a one-time good impact, but to keep it going, like you have to have some core values. So like, what are some of yours?
1: So there's two that, uh, sound contradictory, but they actually go hand in hand. And these are the ones that I really, 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 really cling to. Um, the first is humility. Humility. Because I personally sometimes I get so wrapped up in helping people that I can get prideful, and like, oh wow, look at how much I'm able to do! Look how awesome I am! And I'm like, no, chill out! You're not that great. You're exhausted. You need a nap. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and really, whenever I refocus and remember my dependence on the Lord, I'm so much more able to do His will and with a pure heart. That's good. So I really, really focus on humility because man, that will just, it it tunes your ear to the Lord. Humility really tunes your ear to the Lord. And you're able to say like, Hey, I'm weak, but I know that, you know, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. So what, what's next? That's good. And then you'll be able to hear him. So that humility and that piece of, uh, you know, being really dependent on Christ is huge um, when it comes to my core value. And this next one, it sounds contradictory, but it's not. It's having this warrior spirit um, Mm. for spiritual warfare. Like your dependence on God has to be this, come from a humble place, but you also have to be ready to fight for your soul. Because there's an enemy that is literally trying to kill you. Like, I don't, know. That's true. I don't know how much more plain to put it, but the Bible says it. So, and the Bible says it that clear. So, I think that we forget often how the attacks of the enemy really come yeah. against us. Like, I know right now, the physical pain in my body from this pregnancy is not of the Lord. Right. It's, like, it's not. It's the enemy trying to prevent me from doing the work that I'm doing because I'm distracted or I'm in pain. So if you feel distracted in your calling or your identity, that's not the Lord. That's the enemy, right? So that's whenever you armor up, you put on the armor of God in Ephesians. It's spelled out for you. You literally make a list, tape it on your mirror and get ready with the armor of God. You have to have a warrior spirit. You have to go into the day ready for battle, you have to, or you're going to lose. That's right. But with that warrior spirit comes that dependence on Christ. And that's where the strength comes from. So yeah. they play hand in hand. Um, and those are two of the core values that whew, you got, you got to have them. That's right. Make some waves.
0: <laughs> that's right. I mean, even this morning, um, I was driving uh, back home after working out and I was, I was praying about some things and I was like, rebuke and stuff. And I was like thinking about that Ephesians six scripture. And I'm like, it says having done all to stand. And it's like, mm-hmm. we have got to say, okay, I'm going to do everything I am to stand firm in that warrior spirit and knowing who I am in Christ. Right. Um, yeah. So whenever it comes to, to you, like, I know we, we want as a waves ministry for every girl to know their identity and their calling. And it's like Absolutely. for you to have that warrior spirit, like you got to know, like, who you're at war with, and you got to know whose team you're on. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, when did you first come to understand and know, like have that light bulb moment of your identity being in Christ?
1: Yeah. So I personally grew up in the church um, and was saved at like six years old and got baptized at like seven years old, but that doesn't fully matter in my story because it does in that I had some head knowledge of where to turn whenever things flipped upside down for me, but I didn't have a lot of heart knowledge in what my relationship with the Lord looked like and what my identity looked like cemented in him. So whenever I was, I guess, 21-ish, I um, was in an abuse relationship that ended or it ended like a year later or so and I realized I had misplaced my identity. Mm. I had placed it in someone else's hands and it wasn't the Lord's hands and they weren't hands that were able to protect and hold me well or um, steward my identity well. So whenever that ended and I looked around and I was like, okay, who am I? <laughs> like, who am I outside of this person? I have no clue. It was like, the Lord was like, okay, let's begin. Right. Okay. Now we're starting. So that was truly whenever I felt like I had a new identity in Christ and, uh, Christ was able to rebuild me for the, for his glory and rebuild my identity. So I started by like really going into the throne room and that is prayer for me, but it's a very visual prayer, right, and I imagine myself in the third, room and I'm like, okay, I literally shook out, just stuck out my hand, and shook God's hand, and was like, hi, I'm Ainsley, That's what's good. your name, and like, <laughs> like, let's <literally>, reintroduce ourselves, <laughs> exactly, I was like, we have to reintroduce ourselves, because I just wasted so much of mm-hmm. who you called me to be, and I don't know what to do now, And that's whenever I first realized like, oh, my identity is in him. Like he is who created me and he gets to call me whatever he wants. He gets to call me daughter. He gets to call me, um, you know, purpose filled. He gets to call me chosen. He gets to call me all of those things, kind, loving, gracious, all those things that I needed to hear and that I needed to be. So, as I kind of, you know, discovered my identity after that, that is whenever I was like, does everybody else know this? Does everybody else know this? <laughs> this is an amazing <laughs> secret. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what can happen? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's really whenever I first kind of like, I knew that I was, you know, a Christian, but I didn't really know what it meant to really follow the Lord in an unabandoned way with yeah. um just full force. And that's probably like the most impactful and the most um transformational moment that I've ever had is going into that throne room and sticking on my hand and being like, can we start over? Um that's so- I went a little left there.
0: <laughs> Man, I just picture you having that conversation with the Lord and I'm like, oh That's gonna set someone free today. Like that they can go into the throne room and just do exactly that and say, like, okay, God, can we reintroduce ourselves? Like, let's let's start over. Um, I think that is so beautiful. I think like Mm -hmm. whenever you you talk about that and like starting to realize who you are and this good news of who you are. Um, it's like after that comes to start you start to understand like what you're called to do from that point forward. You're like, oh, if this is who I am then that makes sense because I do this (laughs) Um, for you. Like, when did you start to kind of understand
1: that calling that God had put on your life? So the crazy thing is that I, I knew what I was called to do whenever I was 15. I remember sitting in similar ages. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. I remember that about your story too. And, and I was sitting in like a chapel or something And I remember the Lord kind of saying, "Like, you're gonna do this," because there was there were people there who were like really entertaining and sharing the word, and uh, you know, praying for people. And um, I remember the Lord saying, "Like, you're gonna do this one day." And I was like, "Preach to youth! Like, (laughs) I am a youth." I was like, "What are you talking about?" about?" (laughs) And um, so that's whenever I like kind of first felt the calling, but I don't think I really understood it until after that abusive relationship because it was like, suddenly the Lord was putting girls in my life who also were getting out of abusive relationships and they were also, you know, trying to figure out what to do next and what their, their calling looked like. So as, as that happened, I was like, oh, these, these lenses are starting to focus Wow. And I'm, um, I'm starting to really understand like what it meant to, to, to get that calling at such a young age, but now be able to actually walk it out.
0: That's good. That is so good. You know, um, whenever you, you talk about that, it's like so many times, like the areas that we have received our own freedom, like God calls us to go back to those exact same places and lead others through that same freedom. I love Absolutely. that's how your process started to kind of unroll and you're like, hey, okay. Like this is cool.
1: (laughs) And it sounds like
0: you were doing it with the Lord, not just for him, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So with, with a waves girl, like we, we kind of at the beginning of the year just said, let's relook at this waves. Like, what does it mean? What kind of core values does it, do you have to have to be a waves girl? Like um, and the w- the words that we came up with and just the core values were just that Waves girls are worshipers, um, that they live lives of worship, right? Like that they're advancing in their relationship with God and advancing the kingdom, that they're vocal, that they're engaged with others and engaged with God, that Um, they're solid. Like they're not going to be all flaky. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I just, I'm thinking for you, like, how have you walked all those different core values out in your own home community and world?
1: I love that those are the core values because I think they're so, um, action oriented and I'm a big action person. I like, I like to just go and do and be, and, the worshippers piece, I mean, you can actively create a life of worship, right? Right. And that's not like, you know, harping and singing worship songs (laughs) everywhere you go. It's just having a heart of seeing people how God sees people and being, believing the best about people and thanking him along the way and every single blessing um, that comes across your path. And then that leads to, you know, advancing the kingdom and really being able to share with people, because that's when people ask those questions that we were talking about earlier, like, oh my gosh, you're so kind. Wow. Thank you. Like, it's so refreshing. Right. And then that opens a door for you to be vocal and speak into someone's life because you've earned their ear. That's good. And I think that's super important when it comes to sharing your faith and just being faithful is earning people's ear with with kindness and trust and being unique and different and then engaged and solid. Those are just, yes, like we have got to be engaged in our community. We've got to be solid in what we believe. And for me, I think that walking those out, it definitely looks different every day and it definitely looks different in every encounter. But when I'm creating an act of worship in my life, I'm creating an awareness, Mm-hmm. Or when I'm being you know, living life as an act of worship, I'm creating an awareness of the blessings around me and the things that God is doing, right? Like even just the fact that it's a beautiful day, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. right. Like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And, and then that's advancing my faith. As I'm thanking Him, and as I'm acting in worship, that's advancing my faith and equipping me to be vocal about my faith.
0: That's good. So,
1: I love all of these action words and then being engaged and solid. I mean, shoot, being engaged in the people's lives around you that you can encourage and that you can pay attention to what's important for them to hear. What's important for them to know right now about their identity in Christ. And how can you be um, a mouthpiece and the hands and feet of Jesus right now? Yeah. Which requires you to be solid. And the solid, uh, tools, I guess that I use are, um, you know, actually reading the Bible or listening to it, however you digest the Bible, it doesn't matter. But I know we talk about it a lot in Christian culture. Like you need to get in the word, you need to get in the word, but like, actually, (laughs) you know, like, but really, (laughs) but actually you need to, and I'll give you an example of this verse Oh, shoot, I saved it, and then now it's gone. I'm not going to remember where, where, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm taking a second. got to find it, though. Here it is. It's in Philippians, and it's saying, Philippians 4, 8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is good and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Yep. So if we're feeling like this unrest or this, uh, or lack of peace, well, that's because we're not fixing our minds on what is true, honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. That's because that then peace is like, okay, this is what you need to do. And then you will receive this. But right. if you're not doing this, you ain't gonna get the God of peace. That's right. That's how it works, and the Bible teaches you that. How do you How do you get peace? This is what you do. Right. Simple. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Done. for you, just like that. <laughs> that is so whenever, simple. I love that. i you think of like, oh, the Bible's so confusing. Sometimes it is. If you're reading genealogies, yeah, that can get confusing. But sometimes it's really black and white. Very, and you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. So that's kind of definitely that's one thing that's like keeps me solid going into the throne room, um engaging in conversations with people that I'm like, man, what's what's the Lord doing in your life right now? I'm either I'm hearing these amazing things from him, or I'm struggling to hear him right now. How can I learn okay. from you and learn from your walk? That's so good. Um, that's probably the best examples I can come up with. <laughs> I, I could, love that. You know, I personally walk, and I out. think
0: it's it's interesting because there. Are, I think we all think that um, that everybody just has this on fire relationship with the Lord, and there are ebbs and flows in it. Where it's like sometimes you need advice from friends, and sometimes you need encouragement and that, and then other times you're like, "Oh no, we're good. Like well, I'm hearing great," and it's like, but that consistency of staying your mind on Him. That keeps you in that place of peace going, okay, I may not understand everything that's happening right now, but I'm, I have peace because I'm connecting, you know, or I'm at least searching to connect. So I think that's great. Keeps you solid. Well, Ainsley, I'm just so thankful to have you on the podcast and I cannot wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Um, But I just, I want to know for the girls, like where can they follow you? Where can they learn about your coaching and your Enneagram coaching and all those things?
1: Yeah, so Instagram is where I hang out the most at Ainsley B. That's good. And then um, my website is and Those wow. are my main two places. <laughs>
0: That's so good, girls. We'll have that info in our um, podcast uh, just bio. So, anyway, girls, we're so glad that that Ainsley joined us today, and I hope you will start making waves. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference.
1: Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.